Warning, the podcast you are about to hear is often based on true events and people. It chronicles the dialogue and actions of random, anonymous, obnoxious, self-entitled, unintelligent, self-centered idiots, attention whores, ignoramuses, dolts, clods, nimrods, douches, weirdos, drama queens, overly sensitive crybabies, and people who think they are better, more important, and special than the rest of us. In one word, amateurs. It's Amateur Nation with Lou Santini. We call attention to and call out the amateurs. The people who are doing life wrong. The speed bumps of life. People that are in your way every day. The unintelligent, obnoxious, attention-whoring, self-entitled drama queen victim types who chip away at the moments of your life due to no self-awareness, common sense, manners, or social skills. And are disturbing the flow of the pros. Hi, Mom. Oh, hey, Lou. Amateur Nation, it's not just a podcast, it's a movement. What have we got here, a fucking comedian? Yeah, you do. And this is episode 202. This podcast is taking hate back. Fans first, shout out to May 453, listening to the show on SoundCloud, and has been spreading the word about the hottest conservative news slash social commentary podcast on the planet. Now, warning, this episode is going to cause... Some arguments. Let's have some action. Let's have some asses wiggling. I want some perfection. <laughs> Here's what's happening in Amateur Nation. Topic number one. From iPatriot.com. Here's your headline. Angry Michelle Obama says USA so racist that she couldn't wear braids as first lady. <laughs> Here's the article. They're perpetually, isn't this sad that this is a story that a former first lady is whining about this? But here we go. The perpetually angry Michelle Obama now says that the United States is so racist that she was unable to wear braids while she was first lady during the Obama regime. I know, the horror. In her discussion with the much derided Ellen DeGeneres, Obama insisted that America is downright mean. In an interview with Ellen DeGeneres about her new book, The Light We Carry, Michelle Obama said, as black women, we deal with it, the whole thing about, do you show up with your natural hair? As first lady, I did not wear braids. Being the first, yeah, we had to ease up on the people. I was like, it would be easier. Nope, nope, they're not ready. In CNN's coverage, Don Lemon said the former first lady says that she kept her hair straight so her husband's administration could focus on other issues and not her hair. Yeah, that's what America wants to hear right now. We're getting our asses handed to us by China, record inflation, we've had lockdowns, mandatory vaccines, and now all the illness and death from the vaccines. We've been told we're non-essential, but now we're told that we're ugly too and racist. America is so mean, they let Barack Okami run for two terms of office. That's how mean we are. A. Anything to distract us from her wang. No! Hey, if I'm wrong, I'll admit it and apologize. It's not like her career of accomplishing nothing will be ruined. B. Barack Okami hasn't been president for how long? Why haven't you been wearing braids every day since then, oh oppressed one? C. When your husband was in office, you were, by definition at the time, the most powerful woman on the planet. You could have led by example with your braided hair, but instead, retroactively played the victim and showed no backbone, because America is mean. And D, about that, 
America is mean. This is what you think of the American people? That they're so weak-minded, so stupid, so short-sighted, and in your words, so mean and racist, that in your specialness, think that your hair is what Americans give two shits about? That's insulting. Here is the audio of her on Ellen spouting off. And listen to the lemmings who laugh, not even knowing what they're laughing about. They're just, oh my God, it's her. Maybe. Go ahead and play the Mike Obama clip. Go ahead. But, you know, as first lady, I did not wear braids. As author of the article, Warner Todd Houston said, keep your eye on this woman who has said that she has never been proud to be an American. The left will be placing heavy pressure on her to run for president in 2024, and she may bow to that pressure. She is the one Democrat who could win without raising a sweat. Folks, if you vote for this idiot, you're beyond help. But she's black and she's a woman, kinda. Once again, you've proven your racism by only seeing color and not judging someone's character and qualifications. Topic number two. Speaking of which, it's time for This Week in Trans Privilege. In San Francisco, there is a new program where trans people get a guaranteed $1,800 a month, quote, for their struggles. It's called the GIFT program. Guaranteed income for trans people. Suck on that, hardworking Americans and veterans. I hate this word, but it's not like she has a real job. Anyway, this influencer, Oli London, age 32, is transitioning back from a Korean woman to a British man. Yeah, good luck, friends of this guy, trying to find a card to commemorate that. And he slammed schools for normalizing changing genders and teaching kids to idolize weak men like Harry Styles. Okay, so here we have a person who realizes, hmm, maybe transitioning my race and gender to look like a K-pop star at age 32 maybe wasn't such a good idea. But, like all amateurs, it's not their fault. It's the American school system. And I used to complain because I had too much geometry homework. He told E! News, quote, I have taken some time to truly reflect on being a woman and have realized it is simply not for me. However beautiful I felt with long hair and more feminine features, I now want to go back to being my original self, a biological man. And those mood swings and whims will jump up and bite you in the ass, amateur nation. He's had 32 surgeries, including six nose jobs, an eye surgery, a facelift, a brow lift, something called a temple lift, and a teeth procedure, all in the effort to look like a K-pop star by the name of Park Jimin. Yeah, I don't know why, but this next part, this is my favorite part. He apologized to Park Jimin, the K-pop star, and the Asian community for trying to become another person. (laughs) I just pictured Asian people going... Yeah, okay, yeah, we don't care. But like all amateurs, he learned nothing and said he, quote, still identifies as Korean. So let's retrace our steps. We had a British man who underwent 32 surgeries uh, to become a Korean woman. 
changing his race and gender. And now he's going back to becoming a British man. I'm sorry, a man. See, even I'm confused. He wants to go back to becoming a man, but he's staying with the Korean thing. Yeah, you think so? Because your face is so fucked now, there's no way you're going back to a regular white British guy. In other trans-privileged news, here's your headline from VictoryFund.com. And I hope I'm saying this person's name right. Lee Finke makes history as the first trans person ever elected to the Minnesota State Legislature. Oh, yeah. Fellow Americans, he's going to fight for you, average Minnesotan citizen. He has his hand on the pulse of what you care about. And finally, Brian Wynn, age 19, was the first transgendered person to win, here's a stupid phrase, a local Miss America pageant, beating out actually attractive biological teenage girls. Google this sad boy, and you'll see that Brian is a morbidly obese boy. Even sadder, the teen girls on stage with him cheered like the programmed amateurs that they are. Losing a beauty contest to an overweight man shouldn't have any ill effects on their body images. Ah, progress. Amateur Nation will run with this, of course. If men and women are so different, then why did a man win a beauty contest? Oh, I don't know, because everyone there at that contest were idiots. And if he's fat, why did he beat the thin girls at a beauty contest? I guess the definition of beauty and woman are changed now. Yes, because a room full of fellow mentally ill, delusional, woke amateurs who were probably bribed said so. It's pathetic. Ah, trans privilege. I do not buy followers. But you can follow me on Truth Social, Lou Santini 3 on Instagram, Lou.Santini3, on Getter, at Lou Santini. Better yet, subscribe to Lou Santini Entertainment on Facebook and YouTube, where every Thursday is Sneak Peek Thursday, and you get a 60-second video preview of what's to come. Topic number three is next. There's been an odd shift in human behavior over the last 15 plus years. A sense of entitlement. A, a constant, constant need for attention. attention. Ironically coupled with the need to be left alone. A desire to be treated the same as everyone else. Stupidly combined with the mindset of, I'm special, so treat me accordingly. Introducing the book, Amateur Nation. The Decline of Common Sense, Manners, and Social Skills. The second edition. Inside, you'll read the Amateur Mission Statement. The 30 Truths About Amateurs. The Four Stages of Being an Amateur. Amateur habitats and history. Social media plus me, me, me equals amateur. Technology and amateur behavior. With dozens of real funny photos, weird signs, and laugh out loud real life accounts and actual conversations vividly showing how us pros are surrounded by amateur nation every day. Download the expanded second edition of the ebook Amateur Nation, the decline of common sense manners and social skills. The second expanded edition, available now. Be a pro. Go to Amazon. Type amateur nation. Hey, Pros Lou Santini here. They're running out and half off. No amateurs, men's and women's t-shirts. Normally $22.95, now just $11.48. The men's tees are a soft, high-quality, pre-shrunk cotton poly blend in sport royal blue. Displaying the No Amateurs logo with the waving American flag set at the top. The women's tees are a lightweight, super soft, high-quality, pre-shrunk cotton poly blend in royal blue. And are fitted. Displaying the No Amateurs logo with the waving American flag. T-shirts just $11.48. Please add $6.95 for shipping and handling for all orders inside the U.S. Spend
Spend 50 bucks or more and your shipping is free. Available at lusantini.com slash shop. Be a pro. Say no to amateurs and order your half off No Amateurs t-shirt today. Topic number three. As I mentioned last week during the a la carte segment, this. Good thing we talked out all of our problems and differences on the internet. It always helps to talk things out, doesn't it? Answer, no. Sometimes it's better to shut the fuck up and ignore each other. That's the lesson. I mean, it's fine. I hate you. But can we not talk about it? That's all I ask. Can I bask in my hate? I don't want to cause any trouble. Just let me hate you. If I secretly want to hate you or someone or something, let me hate it or that person. And you don't have to know about it. We don't have to talk everything through. We were getting along fine to a certain extent, certainly better than we all are now thanks to the internet and talking about our feelings. I hate you. I'll be respectful to you and nice to you. I'll be polite. I have manners. I could fake it. But if I secretly want to hate you, let me hate you and you not know about it. Why do we have to talk everything through? Right? We were getting along fine before that. We were talking shit out and now where did that get us? We get to know each other, air out our crap on the internet, maybe even meet face-to-face, and then we all wind up thinking the same thing. Yep, they were a total dick, just like I thought. Which made me expand on this subject of the title of this episode, I'm Taking Hate Back. Hear me out. Bear with me. Listen up. (laughs) How many ways can I say this? The word hate has been misused for a long time. I'll give you a real simple example. Hey, would you like some peas? Ugh, yuck, I hate peas. That's hate speech! No exaggeration. Hate speech is now defined as anything the left, the woke, the cancel culture people, the amateurs, anything they hear that they simply don't like or even like to hear. It's not even that they don't agree with your stance or point of view. They literally react to the sound of words now. The way you'd swat at a fly that's buzzing around your head. It's just a noise that they hear that somehow doesn't sound like something I'd like or agree with or agree to or even allow myself to hear. Again, no exaggeration. Example, say the word Trump to an amateur. That's right, hit that buzzer. Oh, I hate him. That hate is okay. And then pros say, well, why do you hate him? I just do. He ruined America. Can I have some example, please? I don't have any right now, but... Okay, let's play this again. Say the words white privilege and or toxic masculinity and... And instead of asking for examples, you, as a pro, could give examples of the myriads of accomplishments of various races and sexes over the decades, but it's never enough. Say Elon Musk to an amateur. He ruined Twitter! Oh, I see... But I thought it was a private company before Musk where they have a right to censor what they want, but just not now. Hypocrisy at its finest. Here we have a social media platform designed to allow free speech, the free exchange of ideas and facts. And it just might contain something you can choose to delete, ignore, or respond to. You know, like radio during the Howard Stern uproars in the 80s and 90s. Movies and TV that you could turn off or ignore. But amateurs, as always, strong feelings that are not backed by any facts or logic or compassion or, in this case, reason, supersede any right to free speech or proof. Amateurs. 
truly do hate at least one thing for sure, and that is being wrong. Okay, two things. Also, being called out when they know they're wrong. They've been wrong about so many things the last few years, it's making them crazy. They're praying for something, anything to go their way. They've been wrong about gun violence statistics, uh, crime stats, black-on-black crime stats, wrong about the nobility of Black Lives Matter, wrong about the riots, homelessness, mental illness, the grooming of children, wrong about police violence, wrong about the origin of Planned Parenthood, wrong about Hunter Biden and his laptop and backdoor deals with China that involved his daddy, wrong about a man being a woman, Wrong about President Coloring Book's competency. Wrong about Kamala Slingblade Harris's competency. Wrong about COVID, shutdowns, masks, vaccine effectiveness and safety. Wrong about Trump's collusion with Russia. Wrong about January 6th. Wrong about border security. Wrong about what is a woman. Wrong about censorship. Wrong about everything. And even if, if they were able to get a win, they'd bank that and ride it all the way home. It's like going winless in a football season, except for that one game where your crappy team beat the other crappiest team by one point, and you say, see, we're really good. We are the champions. We're winners. Oh, your little feelings party didn't work out, huh? Who won the hugging contest? No, let me guess. Everyone tied for first. But back to hate. Let me be very clear. I'm not condoning acting on hate or instilling violence upon someone or a group of people. I'm not saying the kind of hate where you're blind to the rights of others, the right to exist, is good or right. It is indeed wrong. I'm not saying that being even vocal about and ugly about your hate is okay. Hell, the very subtitle of my book, The Decline of Common Sense, Manners, and Social Skills, infers that Regardless of any person's ideology, beliefs, or point of view, we should all treat each other with respect, manners, and good social skills. However, being the recipient of those three things is earned. You don't just get respect and spoken to with good manners and social skills because you breathe. And you sure as hell don't get them because you think you're special or think you're oppressed. Or you have some made-up pronouns. Or decide you identify as someone else. Nope, you still have to maintain. So, to further my point, let's say you identify as the opposite sex. Go nuts! But you better not act a fool, as they say. And if you do, and the rest of the world won't coddle you, give you special privileges, won't follow you, download you, like you on social media, and someone disagrees with you or even calls you a name, you can label it, Hate all you want, but call it what it really is. A different point of view. A disagreement. Even a disapproval, maybe. But hate. Don't like a certain race? Feel free. But don't whine, complain, scream victim or oppression or place blame because you can't do life right. Your hate is what another pro might label as simple dislike. When you start getting denied service, a job, a loan, a promotion... Then you can start the legal process that sues for discrimination, a form of hate, a tangible manifestation of hate. You don't get to label anything someone else doesn't like as hate, especially if it doesn't agree with your belief, rather, emotions. And you don't get to label the opinion of another that isn't in line with yours hate or hate speech. Amateurs react to the very topic of topic number two with the this, this week in trans privilege as hate speech. 
when I didn't say anything inflammatory towards trans people. I didn't call for action against them or say they were inherently bad people. But if a non-trans person mentions trans people, depending on whether their hair is purple or not, is now hate speech. This podcast is taking hate back. The way amateurs carelessly use the word hate, many people, pros and amateurs alike, casually and harmlessly use the word love. I love chocolate. Harmless. Inaccurate, but harmless. It's semantics, admittedly. Yes, I'm nitpicking, but in an effort to make my point. Amateur Nation is now as careless with the word hate as many people are in casually using the word love. People use love when they really mean, I like it a lot, or I'm passionate about something, or I simply prefer something. It's harmless, but it's the same type of use. Except it's not harmless. It's thrown around. Hate, the very word, is so maligning, so strong-sounding that people think that using it makes something more definitive. Now it's a fact. Remember the greed speech Michael Douglas gave in the 80s juggernaut movie Wall Street? Here it is. Here's, here's just the first couple lines. The point is, ladies and gentlemen, that greed, for lack of a better word, is good. Greed is right. Greed works. Greed clarifies, cuts through, and captures the essence of the evolutionary spirit. I would argue that you could substitute the word hate. The point is, ladies and gentlemen, that hate, for lack of a better word, is good. Hate is right. Hate works. Hate clarifies, cuts through, and captures the essence of the evolutionary spirit. To be clear, and admittedly, I throw around the word hate sometimes. I hate peas. I hate laziness and complacency. Do I really hate those things? No, but they really do make me hostile. They make me fidgety, antsy. Laziness and complacency, it, 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 it kickstarts my stubbornness. I get annoyed. Laziness and complacency in others makes me question values and character. But I'm pro enough to still know lazy and complacent people have a right to live and try to change and wake the hell up and change. But like in the Wall Street speech, hate, for me, does indeed clarify who I want to socialize with, do business with, and date. It's definitive. No one escapes feeling that kind of Hate. Hate cuts through and captures the essence of the evolutionary spirit. Hate is what made nations, corporations, and built empires. Those people hated being in poverty. They hated struggling. They hated the tyrannical governments that were oppressing them. So they worked hard, and that hate motivated them to make better for themselves. Man hated seeing his competitor do better than him. I'm not saying it's the sole factor, but it is indeed a factor. You know, I quit my job because I hated working for someone else. I wanted to make my own way. You've heard that kind of statement. Most people assume conflict means the bigger, stronger, rich, bad people beat up on the poor, honest, good people. Ever seen a bully get his or her ass kicked by the victim who's had enough? That's some good hating right there. That's called payback. I've been that kid. More than once. So, I will sum up. A. Hate 
may not really be hate, but rather dislike, disagreement, and or not having all the information. Hate is an often overused and misused word. B. Real hatred is mentally and emotionally crippling and wrong and acting on it. And any kind of tangible oppression is indeed wrong. Example, violence against another, denial of basic human rights. C. Good hate keeps amateurs at bay. The people who are doing life wrong, the speed bumps of life, the people that are in your way every day, the unintelligent, obnoxious, attention-whoring, self-entitled, drama queen victim types who chip away at the moments of your life due to no self-awareness, common sense, manners, or social skills and are disturbing the flow of the pros. D. As long as you keep your hate to yourself and don't, again, commit a harmful act or action towards another, hate is the fence, the gate, the locked door that keeps out the amateurs. E. If you are unaware of hate towards you, it simply doesn't exist, nor does it affect your life. Nothing wrong with hating someone or something and keeping it to yourself until hatred is manifested in some kind of act or oppression. It's simply self-protection. F. Pros can indeed hate someone or something and still act with common sense, good manners, and social skills towards that person. That's called civility. G. You don't have to love or even like everyone and everything. And it sure as hell doesn't mean the stuff or people you don't like or love should get special treatment. Because H. Wouldn't that mean, since they don't like you or love you, then shouldn't you get special treatment? Not ready for a full meal? Kind of full on the three topics? Let's pick from the a la carte menu, shall we? If you're upset about Twitter reinstating accounts, you've proven the point that you're against free speech and a commie. You know, at least President Coloring Book has old age and dementia as an excuse for his incessant rambling. Cackling Kamala Harris defies logic. I don't care what the context is in this next clip. She has too many quotes that are just beyond unnecessary, stupid, irrelevant, untimely, and inappropriate. What will the quote be this week? Doorstops? How bookmarks work? Leaves? Nope. You know, I grew up in a household where the term mammary gland was used all the time. <laughs> to any of the scientists here, you'll know what that means. You know, hormones, hormones, it was always, that was part of the conversation at the dinner table. Ever try to get a produce sticker off of an apple? You want to kill someone. I saw a commercial for a men's slipper that touted, quote, Slippers so comfortable, you won't want to take them off. Introducing the first all-day, all-purpose slipper. If I see you wearing slippers out in public, men, trying to pass it off as everyday wear, I'm assuming you're very vulnerable and ready for a mugging. Just put on a robe and call it a day. Commercials where men are portrayed as stupid have to stop. I saw a commercial for men's pants where they say, let's face it, Buying pants is hard. And another one for pants that says, buying pants is a pain. So buying pants is kicking your ass now, amateur nation? Just get a purse, you're done. Sometimes I wonder if I have ovaries in my scrotum. I saw a TV commercial for a slip-on sneaker 
that doesn't even require bending to touch your shoe or using your hand. The quote is, still tying your shoes? It's 2022. Amateur nation, right there. New is better. Think of the time saved. Tying shoes is old. There's irony. You're putting on sneakers to be active, but you can't be bothered with the old people way of putting on shoes, which also ironically, seniors would probably benefit most from these. White privilege? Apparently all other races in Amateur Nation hate you and you get blamed for literally everything, past, present, and future. No other races did anything bad nor harmed or exploited anyone else. I fail to see the privilege. Craft singles for when you need to give your dog medicine. Here's a not so fun fact. 58% of coronavirus deaths in August were people who were vaccinated or boosted. Hey, it's in Amateur Nation's favorite rag, the Washington Post, so it must be true. And don't forget, Amateur Nation, your other beloved bastion of trust in mainstream media, CBS, finally verified Hunter Biden's laptop only two years after the fact and days after the midterms. How convenient. You're an absolute joke if you still support this administration. You literally are complicit in the cover-up and your denial and complacency. Shame on all of you. And don't forget, December 8th is Pansexual Pride Day. Go ahead. Ask your boss for the day off. All right, let's have it. Three pro things, three things that are done right. Number one. You know, I haven't had a whiskey pick in a while, and I stumbled across a really good one. It's called Fistful of Bourbon. Now, normally, I'm not a blend kind of guy, but I'm also not a whiskey snob, and this very affordable bourbon blends five bourbon whiskeys, and the description is dead on. Balanced and sweet, green leafy floral, and my favorite, soft spices and hints of nutmeg. Now, as for the buttery toffee and cinnamon and licorice, it must be super subtle because I don't see it. But still, for under 30 bones, it's damn good whiskey, and I'll be getting it again. Number two. I'm a Formula One fan, and my boy, the man who broke Lewis Hamilton's woke oppressed brain, Max Verstappen, is once again the world champion. With 15 wins in a season, which is the most by a driver in a season ever. Back-to-back world championships. Max Verstappen. Number three. Okay, let me be clear. I'm not a U2 fan. I like a few of their songs, but overall, meh. And I certainly can't handle the self-importance and self-righteousness and the constant spouting off that lead singer Bono often does. However, I stumbled upon this audio clip of Matt Walsh mentioning Bono's completion of his memoirs via a New York Times interview. Listen to this revelation by Bono that we, in Pro Nation, always knew. As for figuring out himself, Bono is in his mid-60s now. It's probably time to start arriving at a few conclusions before it's too late. He's apparently written a memoir, which explains why he was doing the New York Times interview. Most of the interview doesn't interest me, but there is one admission that did interest me. He says this, quote, I ended up as an activist in a very different place from where I started. I thought that if we just redistributed resources, then we could solve every problem. I now know that's not true. There's a funny moment when you realize as an activist, the off-ramp out of extreme poverty is, ugh, commerce. It's entrepreneurial capitalism. Gee, you think, Bono? I mean, Paul Hewson? 
Imagine a privileged, uber-wealthy rock star whose net worth is $700 million realized self-reliance and entrepreneurialism, you know, making your own way is the way to go. Yeah, sure, he might lose a few amateur fans. I mean, their knee-jerkism is only rivaled by their complacency. See, people moving to Canada when Trump got elected. I'd love to see a stat on, I don't know, say the six months after Trump got elected on how many Americans moved to Canada. Well, we're waiting. Nah, it's just easier to delete their Twitter accounts. It's less work. Except for announcing that they're leaving Twitter. I'm leaving the party now! Tell one person you know about this show. What do I look like, an amateur? And GoPro. Earn a free No Amateurs tea if I read your email to me on the show. Lou at LouSantini.com. Subscribe to Lou Santini Entertainment on Facebook and YouTube. Follow me on Truth Social, LouSantini3, Lou.Santini3 on Instagram, and Getter at LouSantini. Amateur Nation is not just a podcast, it's a movement. Remember, amateurs, we see you. You're not at home. Don't do life wrong. Go pro. I'm ready to go pro. Don't be an amateur. For Amateur Nation, I'm Lou Santini, and this has been a big, major production. You know, I grew up in a household where the term mammary gland was used all the time.